0: Hi everybody, thank you for listening. This is episode 78 of the Undisputed Future Podcast, your home for WWE NXT discussion. CD, Danny Mac here bringing you episode 78, TakeOver Phoenix and its Fallout. I am a couple weeks removed, I do apologize for that. So I'm going to briefly go over some TakeOver results and then we we will delve into... Exactly what's been going on in NXT the past few weeks. This fallout from TakeOver Phoenix, we are in that sweet spot between TakeOvers where weekly NXT television is a lot of high-octane stuff, really matters week to week, and I cannot wait to see where this winding road ends up on its way to TakeOver New York, which I will be fortunate enough to be live at once again. If you're new to the show, thank you for listening for the first time. Special shout out to anybody who might be listening out there at SUNY Purchase from the Open Forum group posting I recently made. So, special shout out if you're one to join Team NXT through that. But let's dive into pro wrestling conversation exactly what you're here for. Brief look at TakeOver Phoenix results, new champions in the NXT Tag Team Champions and a new North American Champion Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders. It delivered as expected and more. I really love when these Tag Team Championship matches start TakeOver events because it is a dynamic and really fast-paced and explosive way to start off an evening. Unfortunate, not a successful title defense for the Undisputed Era. The The Raiders able to secure their spot as the tag team champions, and as much as Roddy and Kyle O'Reilly looked to extract and use their technical expertise to break down the bigger opponents and steal one as many ways as they possibly can, the brute strength and the eye on the gold for Hanson and Rowe was just too much. My biggest question coming out of this one is, will the War Raiders surpass the longest reigning tag team champions in NXT, a record still held by the Ascension, and based on their Raw and SmackDown booking, you would not think that accolade belongs to them, but I'm going to digress from there. I really think Hanson and Rowe have the chance to really dominate the division, but then you have the very men they vowed and defeated for those titles, Undisputed Era, promising us, that 2019 will see them draped in gold. So what's next for the era? Can the War Raiders maintain this dominant grasp on the NXT tag team division? Cassius Ono versus Matt Riddle. Uh my biggest takeaway is I like King of the Bros better than I like the original bro as a nickname for the MMA trained Matt Riddle. Riddle versus Ono, the strike heavy and aggressive match we expected. A great match, an awesome rivalry. Bro makes Cassius say oh no and tap out to a vicious series of elbows. Not a submission, but just an absolute flurry of strikes would force Cassius Ono to tap out of this match. Really unique way to end that really shows and highlights the aggressive side of the normally laid back Matt Riddle. Thought it did a lot to emphasize both sides of this character and I'm really, really hoping this this rivalry is just about over and bigger things, or at least new opportunities are due for Cassius Ono, and I cannot wait to see how quickly Matt Riddle is going to rise up the NXT ladder. Gargano versus Ricochet, North American Championship, Johnny Gargano in January producing another match of the year, quality candidate. Biggest difference in my book was I was fortunate enough to see Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano at the main event of TakeOver Philadelphia, which ended up being the match of the year for NXT. Gargano and Ricochet back and forth fast-paced action, and one thing that it would come down to is how similar the tactics of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are in securing their titles respectively or in this case, especially in comparison to Johnny Gargano's last attempts, disrespectfully, I don't know what this new attitude is bringing out of Johnny Gargano, what this new mindset is making him think from bell to bell, rethinking matches, delivering differently, exposing the solid steel floor, well, maybe not steel floor, but solid floor nonetheless, Matt's being lifted up on the outside, and Johnny with a confidently delivered, I win springboard DDT would lead to victory. Gargano and Ricochet, not a rivalry. I want to see Pitter out just yet. What the changing landscape in NXT? I don't want there to be any, based on especially how more recent talents are being used. How is Ricochet going to rebound? How is Johnny Gargano going to take on this run as a singles champion in NXT? This is new territory. For Johnny Gargano, not in the delivering of high stakes and explosive and spectacles of matches at a takeover. Johnny Takeover knows when to pull out the big match, and that's essentially all the time, but how will it deliver when he's not chasing a championship, but when he is a defending singles champion himself? And somebody who's familiar with being a defending singles champion is the two-time NXT Women's Champion, another first time ever, in Shayna Baszler taking on the EST, Bianca Belair. And allow me to be a voice covering NXT that will disagree and say that Bianca Belair was ready for that TakeOver spotlight, thought it was a very good delivery, I thought she overcame the odds, did not look weak, but unfortunately unable to look like the strongest in the division, Shayna Baszler able to secure another victory and another successful retention of the NXT Women's Championship. Tommaso Ciampa and Aleister Black, a most anticipated rematch for the NXT Championship. Aleister Black broken down at the leg by Tommaso Ciampa in this one. The base absolutely taken out from under him. But the beautiful thing about this matchup. Was that Alistair Black would not stop fighting. Even forcing himself to break out the big kicks. Or at least attempt them. And it just. When you thought the fairy tale ending would secure the victory. Alistair Black just kept having his eyes on that prize. And kicking out. And looking to get his NXT championship back. And maybe a second reign that would kind of redeem... That almost lackluster run that he had the first time, but I don't blame that. I blame that on his presence in television, and Alistair, unfortunately, doesn't have control over that. But these are all moot points, because Tommaso Ciampa, after a third and final face-planting tale ending, would secure and maintain his run and stranglehold over Goldie, the NXT Championship. And of course, after TakeOver, before the Super Bowl, we had an awesome, awesome six-man tag team match at halftime heat brought to us by the closing moments of TakeOver Phoenix. Velveteen Dream would team with a man that he almost got to say his name way back when, or at least it feels like way back when at this point. Aleister Black, Velveteen Dream, and Ricochet teaming together against Adam Cole, baby. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champa. Lots of egos in this match. Really delivered. Probably the highlight of Super Bowl Sunday. Well, abso- absolutely the highlight of Super Bowl Sunday in my book. Although uh the friends and the company and all that was great, but that game was just that was that was awful. And that match definitely made you forget about the crappy offense on one side and some fast-paced offense on the other, and Velveteen Dream not only winning the World's Collide Tournament, but a victory in this match as well. Big things coming for the Dream, as well as including a championship opportunity, which I will get to in just a matter of moments. Let's talk the fallout of TakeOver Phoenix, starting with two matches that were filmed in Phoenix. Just a brief look at these. Street Profits losing... To the Forgotten Sons in what I considered an upset victory, the former Evolved Tag Team Champions or could be current Evolved Tag Team Champions. I'm uh, not so sure what the, what the listing in that company looks like right now. So Team NXT, feel free to break out that information to me. I'm not going to go out of my way to look it up right now. But the Forgotten Sons refusing to be forgotten and securing themselves a victory on a takeover sized stage. Don't forget the audience for TakeOver is the same audience we're getting for these matches. Another big tag team match happening in Phoenix would be women's action where Kyrie Sane would team with Io Shirai victoriously over Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. My prediction for this matchup ended up being wrong, actually like a couple of my TakeOver Phoenix predictions. I, uh, I never mind being wrong in my predictions because in the grand scheme of NXT... I can trust that it will make sense in the long run. And I thought that this match, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir would pull out the upset victory. That way the Queen's Army can brag how they were all victorious in Phoenix. Not happening though. Kyrie and Shirai able to, to secure a little bit of redemption over the squad of bullies and able to put away Duke and Shafir. So as cold as the winter weather has been here in New York, the action was definitely hot in Phoenix. Let's bring it back to Full Sail University, where Johnny Champion and Tommaso Champa are claiming to rule the world. You and I, this is our moment. No. Johnny Gargano, he doesn't need this. He doesn't need further poisoning In his mind, he doesn't need to be subjected to this puppet master mentality that Tommaso Ciampa seems to have on him. I point back to the demonstrated ending of the Ricochet North American Championship matchup. Johnny Gargano breaking out a strategy that was used against him by his former DIY brethren and current NXT world champion. Gargano doesn't need this anymore. Gargano needs to focus on himself and securing and defending the North American Championship by and through any means necessary. And his first opponent will be the winner of the World's Collide Tournament, the Velveteen Dream. The Velveteen Dream, and the beautiful thing about him, is, well, besides everything, is the ability to turn flamboyancy into intensity at the literal snap of his fingers. Dream turning things up. Taking it. And taking most advantage. Of his earned NXT championship opportunity. Not specific as to which. NXT championship. Opportunity. Dream is walking past. Tommaso Ciampa. And he is keeping his eye. On that North American championship. So we are going to get. Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano for the North American title. I guess, well, at at this very point, I'm recording this episode on Monday, February 18th, right before Raw. Got a little bit of time, got the day off today. Able to break open a window and uh, get some recording time in. So in a matter of two days, we are seeing what I will pencil in as an absolute dream match quality of Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Moving on though. Another forgotten son in action. Jackson Riker Taking on Mansoor. Mansoor a performance center prospect. But it kind of seems to be business as usual. My biggest question in this match was. Uh, what is the over under. On how many times. Jackson Riker will be performing his finisher. Before it ends up correctly. If you want to believe. Or especially pay particular key eye on how the last episode he was featured in, which the date is escaping me at this moment, but how much of an awkward finish his last NXT solo match was in. The Forgotten Sons want to take over the tag team division, and yeah, that's great. They get a big-time victory over the Street Profits, but the most that Jackson Riker could get thrown at him as far as competition is a 190-pound opponent that's a performance center prospect. I don't know, just, just kind of over that as, a, as as, far as the model goes. I feel like if you're going to book a faction, book them consistently across the board. Let's see a real threat step up to Jackson Riker. Let's see what Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler can do against even more established teams like the Street Profits. Speaking of established teams, in the grand scheme of things in NXT... We hear from the Dude Crew. We hear from the Undisputed Era saying hi to Kathy Kelly. Adam Cole is championship material. Ricochet is questioning Adam Cole's claim of being a one-trip pony. And I'll be discussing it just a little bit later. We will see these two former North American championships clash in a big-time match. But my most anticipated talking point for this TakeOver Phoenix Fallout episode of NXT is Drew Gulak taking on the very promising character and the real personification of a one man rock band. I'm talking about Eric Buggenhagen, a name that's fun to say, almost reminds me of Rick Rude's sort of look, and very very entertaining and charismatic fellow. Unfortunately, not the best submission specialist to step up to 205 Live's own, Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak not just looking to make a better 205 Live, but a better NXT universe as well. And a man he has a decent amount of history with on the independent circuit is fellow submission specialist and a guy I just can't get enough of matches to talk about, Matt Riddle. The King of Bros. The OG Bro. I'm not going to call him the original, bro. If I could shorten it to just that and it'd still be acceptable, let me know out there, Team NXT. But Matt Riddle and Drew Gulak, we would be treated to a double dose of Drew and a really technical, hard-hitting, really tough, tough win for Matt Riddle. Drew Gulak able to look like a million bucks against Bugenhagen. Able to show his grit and intensity in stepping up to a second matchup against one of NXT's rising stars. Real show of technical prowess. Real tough win for er- for Matt Riddle. Excuse me. And a mutual respect shown at the end for what I recently learned was a former tag team across the independent circuit. So uh, the more you know, the more you know, bro. All right, I'm going to stop there. Moving on. Women's action, Matt Riddle may be undefeated still on NXT television, and the former undefeated one Bianca Belair would team up with the Sky Pirates of Io Shirai and Kairi Sane, able to talk about these ladies quite a bit, taking on the Queen's army made up of NXT two-time women's champion Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Shafir. I expected the tag team chemistry from Shayna Baszler, Jessamine Duke, and Marina Shafir. You expected that. When these ladies know each other as well as they do, part of the four horsewomen of mixed martial arts, these things are almost to be expected. But an unexpected chemistry, especially from one who I perceive to not play nice with others, I'm talking about Bianca Belair and Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai. Really unorthodox chemistry and unexpected amicability between Belair, Kyrie, and Io Shirai. But the enemy of my enemy, you guys know the rest of that one. Kyrie took a beatdown in this matchup. Really, really, the diminutive dynamo was destroyed by these three. Dangerous women. And it would come down to her best friend. Io Shirai. A hot tag in this hot match. And an unexpected ending. When a big time moonsault by Shirai. Would put away Shayna. Shirai pinning Shayna. Might just open up the door. For a future NXT Women's Championship opportunity. And I wouldn't mind seeing that. Kyrie Sane able to pull up the upset and underdog win over Baszler. It's always nice to see an underdog story. Especially when it's perceived from this dangerous bully of a champion that is Shayna Baszler. Love seeing a smaller opponent step up to that. Love to see what Io Shirai would be able to do in another big time matchup. The Mae Young Classic finalist. Could she follow in her friend's footsteps, and also be one to beat Baygor Maybe we'll find out at TakeOver New York. Let's see what this momentum and how many victories Shirai can string together to earn herself that championship opportunity. Moving on to the February 13th edition of NXT TV. Um, hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. I like to keep things short and succinct, and going to lay a little bit more focus on the most recent edition of NXT television. Starting things off, we'd be feasting our eyes on Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. I'm going to get this name down someday, Team NXT. Taking on something that I perceived as a mighty weird sight. I'm talking about Shane Thorne in singles action. Again, Shane Thorne, not the first time we've seen the Mighty having to split up in singles action. And I know Nick Miller left on good terms and a positive note and doing it for his family. But it's it's just really odd seeing the Australian tandem no more in the scheme of NXT tag teams. But Shane Thorne, Shane Thorne is a competitor I've had a lot of faith with faith in. Uh, going back to the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals against the Authors of Pain in a match that I know I'm familiar with where Paul Ellering was suspended in a shark cage and Shane Thorne would climb that suspension and dive off onto the Authors of Pain. Yeah, that's something to look back on in case you forgot how mighty fine in-ring Shane Thorne can be. Not not getting the chance to display its... uh as as well here tonight. Thorne was in trouble quickly on this one. Dominic Dijakovic, such an imposing figure. Dijakovic, I'm just going to keep switching back and forth between pronunciations, hoping either one of these is right in talking about this matchup. He can't quite match the power here, Shane Thorne, but he was close. There were some big, unexpected moves pulled off in this one, but it would come down... To an essential part of the game. And that would be the strike advantage of Dijakovic. You see a lot of these promo videos. The guy is slugging the crap out of a big heavy bag. And not only that. Unexpected part of this match. Would be the agility. And a corkscrew. Coming out of Dijakovic. And all is said and done. We would be feasting our eyes on a heavy knee strike. And another victory. For Dominic Dijakovic. At this point. I'm going to make a bold prediction. In a couple guys. I'd like to see lock up at this point. Dijakovic versus Matt Riddle. Undefeated streaks on the line. Who is going to step up. In the grand scheme of NXT. Two guys. Two pretty impeccable records so far. Strike advantage. Might go to Dijakovic. Technical advantage going to Matt Riddle real strike-heavy mixed martial arts backgrounds on both sides, that's a match I'd be more than happy to feast my eyes on and sit here and discuss. Moving on, we hear from, once again, the Undisputed Era. And the ironic thing about the Undisputed Era's words this week here Team NXT is how quickly they went from their promise to be draped in gold to, oh, everybody hits speed bumps in the road. Everybody gets knocked down and needs to climb back up. The shift in confidence that happened to this faction with that tag team championship loss It's it makes you turn your head. But the egos cannot be silenced, especially from the ringleader Adam Cole for very long. They will still claim and will claim what is theirs. Get excited. Get excited for it. And something I'm excited about, something I was able to discuss and have been questioning for a little bit now, is the tag team combination of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish will be filling the shoes of the tag team portion again in the Undisputed Evers role. Roderick Strong will be pursuing singles bouts once again. And I love the chemistry. I enjoyed it. Kyle O'Reilly... Roderick Strong, I had my doubts, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. When Bobby Fish went out on the injury, man, how is Undisputed Era going to keep this tag team momentum going? The Red Dragon was such a great force in Ring of Honor, and so on and so forth. Can Roddy fill those shoes? What kind of tag team competitor is Strong? And we got some great matches. But the Red Dragon stepping up, and Roderick Strong flying solo again? I honestly have a lot of faith how that's going to be working out for the Undisputed Era. Speaking of flying, Adam Cole will show, and or at least wanted to show, Ricochet, that 2019 still remains Undisputed. Alright, where are we here, Team NXT? We're jumping back to women's action with Shirai vs. Shayna speculation. Kyrie Sain appears to be supporting it. Although, I'm not ruling Kyrie Sane out of wanting her NXT Women's Championship back either. But is Bianca Belair boldly declaring a rematch for that very title? Is she stepping up and possibly trying to get between her former alliance or loose alliance or at least tag team partners? I don't know. Where's Bianca Belair going to float in all this? Is Belair going to step up again? Can Belair take the pressure of another takeover event? And of course, that's a rhetorical question. I'm definitely going to say yes. The EST is more than capable of handling the spotlight. But as far as new opponents for Shayna Baszler goes, I do want to see Io Shirai really step up and step up to the plate and possibly swing for the fences in a underdog story and able to dethrone the Queen of Spades. Air versus Shirai, I do see that number one contendership match in the future, and able to see the strength go against the speed in Air and Shirai, respectively, that's definitely a women's division matchup to keep your eyes on. Oh, Cassius Ono, though. Cassius Ono interrupting Humberto Carrillo and Stacey Irvin Jr. after their entrance, and, uh, Man, Cassius Ono really down on his luck and dragging down Full Sail with him, turning his back on them. You people never had faith in me. I'm out of here. I'm getting out of here. Well, he definitely got knocked out of here by a man he dis- who he had a deceptive victory on a number of weeks back on NXT television, the charismatic Keith Lee. And Keith Lee knocking out Cassius Ono And knocking me out by his voice, Uh, to nobody's surprise, the bass in Keith Lee's voice can also be used for an impressive singing display as well. And uh, the Street Profits definitely entertained by the Keith Lee acts. If I could demonstrate even half the energy that Montez Ford did, I would be a completely different person. Anyway, talking about this tag team match, Humberto Carrillo and Stacy Irvin Jr. Carrillo, a 205 Live prospect, and Stacy Irvin Jr., a Performance Center prospect, taking on the Street Profits. Possible 205 Live fame, actually, now that I think about it and really take a look at Stacy Irvin Jr., I think I see that guy as a future 205 prospect as well, especially considering the moonsault we were fortunate enough to see. Later in this matchup. But the real the real emphasis we need to look at this matchup here, Team NXT, is this this new aggra- not new aggression, but highlighted aggression by the street profits. The fun was still there, the over the top party attitude was still there. But in ring, bell to bell, we saw a new side. And definitely some new facial expressions coming across the face of Montez Ford. And a big time blockbuster would seal up the victory and fold up Stacey Irvin for a victory. And a not so subliminal message after the match about going to war and stepping up to the war Raiders. Profits get talk a big game. This newly formed European Union between Italy and Germany. Of course, I'm talking about Fabian Eichner, the NEXT level. And the... I don't know how to describe Marcel Bartel. It's almost like a German version of William Regal. Really refined gentleman. A lot of smugness behind his delivery. But uh, they say 9. And uh, no. no dice as far as these two are concerned. And two men who don't need to voice their opinions to let them know that nah, this connection doesn't agree with who is next in line for NXT Tag Team Championship matchups is the bald bruising one two punch combination of Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin, they don't need their words. They talk with their fists. And <laughs> just calamity and a cluster coming through in the tag team division and the war raiders tired of listening they're ready for fighting but the undisputed era let's look back at those words that i just spoke not even a matter of minutes ago undisputed era still bitter about phoenix instigates a clash amongst these tag teams by taking out the war raiders And pretty much just leaving them out to get picked off by the vulturist teams already in the ring. And credit where it's due. That's honestly the smartest thing Undisputed Era could have done in that situation. There's a lot of tough teams that they've even had themselves interactions with. And they want to stay out of those teams' way. Especially with what looks like will be a crowded championship field heading towards TakeOver New York. But before TakeOver, we get championship action in NXT. Next week, on February 20th, we see Johnny Gargano take on the Velveteen Dream for the North American title. Only Johnny Gargano knows what is best for Johnny Gargano. But in my perspective here, team, this looks eerily like Tommaso Ciampa and the mindset and the tactics... And the thought process of Tommaso Ciampa is best for Johnny Gargano. And that's a scary thought, but we'll see how it all plays out when he takes on the dream in a dream championship matchup for the North American title next week. Okay, Team NXT, about, uh, no candid, absolutely everything up front here. It is 8-10 on Monday. And Raw just landed a huge announcement that Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black, and Ricochet will be in action tonight. So time to wrap up this episode, sit down, and enjoy the debut of those guys on mainstream television. I am so excited. Where was I? Aaliyah! Aaliyah, always a talent where you think, this time, this time in the rebuild of the women's division in NXT... She's going to get some exposure. She's going to get some time. It's going to be a character shift. And we're going to see all the improvements up front working towards a title opportunity. Aaliyah, just just this short of the mark, it seems, each and every time. An NXT veteran at this point. Not an easy thing to do, but she is improving. She is always on the up and up. There is a lot of promise there. A bad and bougie I guess, personality. Am I saying that right? Does Moro Ronaldo give that approval? I sure as hell hope so. Going against one of my personal favorites, a fellow real black belt in Tainera Conti. Tainera Conti, a may Young Classic competitor in her own right, and quite the impressive talent. She is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm sorry. She has a background in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. She is a black belt judoka. She's a practitioner of judoka, something her and Ronda Rousey have in common and a little bit of a future fantasy book, in my opinion, assuming one of those talents sticks around long enough in order for something to happen here. Anyway, Aaliyah going up front as the heel in this one, which kind of surprises me, both these ladies in a position where either one could take on a persona I like to see Tainara Conti playing a babyface, though. I want to see where Adrian Joad and Cesar Banani and that whole stable piece together. But a babyface stable is more than welcome at this point. And ex- expressing the honorability and discipline and all the positive notes of the martial arts, I could see that being a very working gimmick. But that's just kind of how I like to live my life more days than not. So there's definitely a little bit of bias when it comes to my opinion. Lots of interference and post-match beatdowns in the last two matchups in this week's action on NXT. Aaliyah ending this matchup with a modified armbar and several heels to the head, as well as a couple of interferences by Vanessa Bourne, possibly helping Aaliyah with this new image change, really demonstrating that the spotlight can be on them with the right message sent. And the right message sent, the NXT Women's Champion is all about that. The Queen's Army making an example of these three, and you gotta figure it's to those three. Those three being Bianca Belair, Kairi Sane, and hopeful number one contender in Io Shirai. Moving on to a main event of two former North American champions, a highly anticipated matchup in my book, and a man who I still can't believe it. Gonna get to see later on Monday Night Raw. I'm talking about Ricochet taking on the Undisputed Error's leader, Adam Cole. Bebe. Adam Cole focusing on the base of Ricochet. Very similar strategy that Tommaso Ciampa brought to Alistair Black at TakeOver Phoenix. A lot of focus on the left knee. And Ricochet really needing to fight this match with bursts of adrenaline and in spurts and getting in offense when he can. But all of this would add up. As impressive and technically sound and proficient and well thought out a strategy by the crafty Adam Cole, a major burst at the end would cause vertigo for Adam Cole and victory for the one End only. But this victory would not come without swift consequences by the Undisputed Era, the rest of the dude crew in Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly taking down the one and only. This ricochet feud with the Undisputed Era seems never ending, and somebody who also has history with specifically Adam Cole, I'm talking about the Dutch destroyer Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Able to aid Ricochet just the slightest bit, but unfortunately, not enough. The numbers game catching up to these two elite superstars and the Undisputed Era would stand tall. So in combination, and this is a pretty unique opportunity, I don't get to just jump in with live NXT breaking news like this, considering how NXT is filmed. But assuming that these are two permanent call-ups... And exposure for DIY as North American Champion Johnny Gargano and NXT Champion Tommaso Ciampa. Just to highlight the two champions of NXT, I can see that. I could see wanting to bring that to the forefront, wanting to up some network subscriptions and just demonstrate the pure value that Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano have to the company as two title holders and two future stars, hopefully. On the main flagship brands. Ricochet and Aleister Black. This whole storytelling. Assuming this is where it's going. Of going out on their backs. To Undisputed Era. In lieu of. Those guys losing their tag team championships. And who knows where the North American champion is going in recent history. With Velveteen Dream getting the next opportunity. And where either Roderick Strong or Adam Cole fit. In the grand scheme of an NXT championship. Assuming that Ricochet and Aleister Black just went out on their back. To make Undisputed Era hold some credibility. And still show that they are keeping the NXT locker room on a lockdown. I don't see that as the worst move. I think Aleister Black. He's had main roster touring experience. He's had two fairly unnoticed matches. Against Curt Hawkins in the continued losing streak of Curt Hawkins. But Aleister Black has had matches on main event. He's been in the main roster locker room. Ricochet is a talent known coast-to-coast internationally, you got to figure, at this point. And uh, he's somebody who you got to see overdue. And I like that he's brought on Raw, not just a 205 shoe-in. Very important to emphasize that Ricochet has valuable aspects all across a pro wrestling ring. So just by a couple thoughts... Be sure to reach out to me on Twitter. I'm going to upload this. I don't know if anybody's going to watch Raw with this running in between commercials. But if you do and you get up to this point, give me a shout out on what your thoughts are as far as Alistair Black call-ups are concerned. Ricochet's call-up might be concerned. The next few matchups we see on Monday Night Raw with these NXT talents. What do you think of the call-ups so far and the lack of direction that seems to be happening shifting between both brands? The win-loss records of Nikki Cross and Heavy Machinery are not something I'm proud of. I don't really understand the Lacey Evans appearance last night at Elimination Chamber. And Nikki Cross needs to be reunited and Sanity needs to be taken seriously. That's my biggest takeaway that I'm still waiting on the payoff for with this most recent class of NXT call-ups. Thank you so much for checking out the show, 79. On its way, 78, wrapping it up with the social media wrap-up. Be sure to follow the show at podcast underscore UF on Twitter. It's where you'll find a lot of my primary sources of communication and outreach to you guys. Be sure to follow the Instagram for some wrestling memes and pictures of Colin the Velveteen Dog. I'm talking about you, buddy. Uh, give me a like on Facebook if you want to check out the lack of activity on the Facebook uh, self-admitted Social media needs to step up the game there. And uh, thank you for listening to me. No matter what form you are doing so, whether that be on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, where the RSS feed is distributing it out to third-party sources, such as possibly on your Amazon Echo, on Stitcher, castbox.fm, and wherever podcasts are played. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. It's... I'm not... There's no team without you guys. I am CD, Danny Mac. Thank you for checking out the show, Team NXT. Enjoy Monday Night Raw. Have a great week, and I will talk to you soon.